Welcome to the latest episode of the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast, trusting your intuition, finding your purpose, and connecting with yourself and your horse on a deeper level with Matthias Geisen. You've probably seen this video floating around on Facebook. It went viral a little while ago. It's of a person riding a horse, bareback and bridleless, no neck rope, through the countryside, walk, trot, and canter, through the city, crossing roads, and it just looks like the two of them have this bond, this unbreakable bond. It looks like they're communicating through absolutely invisible uh, language, like they're just one harmonious unit. And it, it's absolutely amazing to watch and no wonder it's gone so viral. And if you haven't seen it, head on over to Matthias Geisen's Facebook page and it's the first video that you will see there just absolutely breathtaking to watch. And I think a lot of us, especially if you're a listener of the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast, we're all kind of on that journey to strive for that most harmonious connection that we can possibly achieve with our horses. And I feel like Matthias Skyson has achieved that. Um, and so when I first saw it, actually, I it was Nikki from Nikki's Horsemanship that introduced me to Matthias because I hadn't heard of him and I was immediately taken back by what he was displaying with his horsemanship and I just thought oh my gosh I would love to have him on the podcast one day and so yeah here he here he is and it was an amazing talk we spoke about a lot of uh, really deep kind of things when it comes to horsemanship and again highlighting those similarities between self-development and horsemanship and I think Matthias takes it to that whole uh, new level. So who is Matthias Skysen? From a young age, Matthias has been interested in unraveling the mysteries of life and sharing these insights with other people. Matthias has realized that we're all actually chasing the same dream, but that we all have to follow our own path in getting there. For the past 10 years, Matt has been a, by the way, I say Matt, you guys know Aussies like to use nicknames. So very quickly, I shortened Matthias to Matt, which he was totally fine with, by the way. So for the past 10 years, Matt has been a professional horse trainer, which enabled him to explore the world, explaining the insights horses have taught him throughout the years. His goal was to get people in touch with their intuition using horses as a medium. Recently, Matt has left this chapter behind to focus on a new adventure, which you will hear about in this episode. I had so many breakthroughs within this interview, and I I know that you're going to have the same. So it's worthy of almost having a a journal nearby so you can take some notes um, or even listening to it a few times because there's a a lot of gold nuggets within this episode that I know you're going to get a lot out of. So let me know if you do enjoy it. Take a screenshot of this episode and share on social media, letting me know your own breakthroughs from the episode. And if you're really loving the podcast, then please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or reach out to me at Amalia underscore horses on Instagram and get in touch and let me know um, if you're loving the podcast and what your favorite episode has been so far. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast, a source for riding and training insights with the goal of helping your horse be a light, happy and willing partner. I'm your host, Amalia Dempsey, a mainstream equestrian rider who discovered natural horsemanship and equine learning theory, and now I help riders like you achieve connection and communication with your horse so you can have more fun and fulfillment whilst prioritizing the partnership. Get more learning resources, including my free connection and communication mini course at AmaliaDempsey.com. 
click the follow button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review or screenshot this episode and share on social media. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, Matthias Skyson to the Horsemanship Breakthrough Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited. Thank you for inviting me. No worries. I feel like I have a celebrity here on the podcast today because... I don't know if you know, because you probably don't check the stats, oh, really. but that, that video of you and that beautiful horse, you riding bareback through the city, through the countryside, 2.7 million views on Facebook. Pretty, pretty amazing. I think that's what, how I first. Kind of a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to start off the podcast <laughs> and hear a little bit about well, hopefully a lot about your journey in terms of when you got started with horses and what has led to where you are today. So, so hit us with your horsemanship journey to date. Okay. So that's going to be depends like how long is the podcast going to take because I can <laughs> really talk for a long, long time <laughs> about this story, but I'll try to keep it short for the first question. Um, so I think, you know, I started together riding horses together with my father when I was uh, at the age of 10, I think, uh, he just bought two horses. One, one horse was for him. One horse was for me. Uh, it was like, a, I don't even know how to say it in English. I think Hefflinger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hefflinger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's the same. Um, so I was yeah, t- together with him, just always outside, uh, just going for walks, uh, just taking it easy. Yeah, so at the age of 12, like... Uh, yeah, I don't. As a small boy, I don't think it was so cool anymore to ride horses. So then I went to uh, I did competition skateboarding till my age of 18, 19, I think. Which, to be honest, was a kind of nice experience because if you uh, because of the skateboarding, I went to uh, from a young age. I went to different kind of cities, always with friends, taking the train. So it taught me kind of a lot of uh, responsibility. Uh, uh, to be honest, it was really a nice experience. But then. Uh, you know, at the age of 18, 19, it was just becoming a little bit too much. Then I also, uh, you know, we just finished school. And uh, in the meanwhile, uh, from my, in between my 12 and my 18, I lost a little bit the connection with my parents. Um, so to get back to my father, actually, I went back to the horses. Yeah, so I went back to the to the horses because uh, yeah, I lost a little bit of connection with my with my parents. Uh, but at the moment when I started riding uh, horses again, my father was gonna stop uh, with the horses. So he, I started working. I had like a small little job, and he was he was asking me the question like, okay, so uh, because I'm gonna quit the horses or I'm gonna sell them, or maybe if you want, you can take the horses uh, for your responsibility. So uh, I, made a, I made a decision to, uh, to take over the horses. And, and then I saved up all of my holidays working for. And I saved up all my holidays for about three weeks. So I took one of the two horses um, and I went with the backpacks, you know, like a, get like a Western saddle. You put all the, the extra bags on the saddle. And I went hiking to the, in the southeast of Belgium. Uh, just mm-hmm. me alone with the horse. It was really a beautiful experience because, you know, you just take it easy. You're alone in the forest. Also, to have a good connection with the horse, you can learn a lot of, uh, uh, how to say in English, 
you get really a lot of experience because you come across to uh, obstacles which you don't cross in your uh, normal situation. So it's really, really a good experience. And then one day I was uh, walking uh, to the forest and I met a guy. Uh, he saw that I was just, you know, walking uh, with my horse and because he saw all the backpacks and stuff. He was wondering what I was doing. So I started talking to the guy. Uh, he invited me at his place. Uh, we had a drink. And then he asked me the question like, okay, uh, I want to start a company uh, here at my place to guide people through the forest. And I can see that you're kind of independent. So uh, if you would like to, you maybe uh, you can come and work for me. And to me, of course, it was like a really nice uh, opportunity. So I straight away I'm back, when went back home. I quit my job. Uh, I moved with the guy. Stayed there, I think, for about, I don't know, I think two months or something, mm -hmm. working for him. Uh, stayed at his place. And then because it was really just such a nice place, was such a nice opportunity. So I decided to buy like a small uh, little house, like a chalet in the middle of the forest. Uh, so when I just moved into the chalet, my dad came over to uh, for a visit with a couple of friends taking with the, with the motorcycle. But there was a there was a problem with the with the boiler. You know, the, I think in English it's the water heater. So uh, there was no warm water uh, at the place. So uh, one day, I think after day three or four, I went to the guy, I took a shower at his place because yeah, there was no warm water. I come back home and my dad, he was just gonna leave. Uh, but he told me, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one more checkup. Maybe it's gonna function you know, after three or four days. I don't know, maybe try to fix something, something yeah. maybe fix the problem. So I was thinking, okay, just before, uh, because just before I moved in, uh, they also, there was a company who just brought uh, new gas, uh, like in a really huge tank. So I went up in the garden, I went looking. Normally there was like uh, 650 liters of gas. Uh, so when I went up looking, there was already 150 gone in three or four days. Mm -hmm. So that was not normal. So I went back down, I went back down to the house. I went to the basement and at that moment when I just arrived in the basement, it was like a, a big explosion. I go backwards, I fall on the ground. Yeah, I fall on the ground. And like, uh, oh my it was God. really like my, uh, my face was bleeding. Uh, it was a really, it was kind of a big explosion. Then my, my father, he went out of the basement completely black. The skin was peeling off. <laughs> there was no more hair. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was kind of bad. So the story was I was second oh degree gosh. burned. My uh, dad was third degree burned. So you can even still see a little bit of the scars, which of course is not so nice. One of the friends was inside the building. He was thrown up in the air, went, went land down on his knee. Uh, the, on, the under leg, I don't know how to say it in English, but like the, the, the under leg was on top of the other leg and it was 65 stitches. So it was kind of a big deal. Like helicopter came. You brought it to the hospital and then, uh, so we stayed for, I stayed there for a couple of days. My father stayed there for, I don't know, two or three weeks. So afterwards, go back home, stay with my parents because there was no place to stay uh, because my, uh, my house exploded. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so afterwards I would go back to the guy when I was recovered, but he was going to divorce. So there was no more company. There was no more house. So I, won't, I moved back to my parents' place. 
And then I started thinking, you know, there were so many people mm -hmm. who ride horses in the region where I lived before was like in the north, the north of Belgium. But you almost never see people riding outside. So I was thinking, okay, it's maybe not the most beautiful region to go for an outside walk, but you know, still they're gonna people for sure you're gonna reach a lot of people who don't want to ride in the arena. So I can give it a try. I live at home, there were not so much expenses. I got the two horses, just see how it goes. So I started my company in the, in the north, uh, just with two horses, guiding mm -hmm. people. People were kind of happy, so I bought more horses. I rented more fields, so everything was growing. And then one day a guy came and said, like, oh, maybe uh, I would like to ride a horse, but I don't know how to do it, or you're not able to teach me. So I said, sure, yeah, I can just give it a try. So I started teaching people. Then I started training horses. I started working with difficult horses. Uh, and things, you know, just starting to develop, 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 which was, of course, kind of nice. Uh, but then you have to make a choice. So uh, I was working seven at seven from the morning till the evening, uh, which was just becoming too much on a given point. So then I had to make a choice. And that's always, I think, I think a lot of people will uh, relay, I think it's relay uh, on this kind of situation. If you... If you if everything is going kind of okay, you know, I, I, then also I, I bought a new car to, uh, to pick up to feed my horses. I moved to an apartment. Uh, so my expenses were getting a little bit higher, uh, but I was just working way too much. And then you come to the problem. Okay, you have to, you have to make a choice. Am I going to continue doing like this for another couple of years? Or if I really do, do I really have to make a good choice where, where, where I want to go to? So I uh, made a choice to stop guiding the people. I made a choice to stop teaching the, uh, the new people. And I only focused just on, the, just on the courses for the more developed people. And on the, uh, mm -hmm. how to say it in English, I think, I think it's a strange term, but like breaking in a horse. Uh, putting the horse first time on the saddle. Yeah, always starting yeah. a horse on the saddle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I started focusing more on those kind of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, little by little, you know, I but I think that's also maybe, I think that's maybe for another question afterwards, because otherwise it's really going to take too long. But then afterwards, I focused <laughs> more on the, on the, really on the private lessons. Then I made a video. I made a couple of videos. And because of the videos, everything went kind of okay like you just told it but a little bit viral uh, and because of the videos i started giving clinics uh, and yeah that's a little bit how it, how it went right. to keep it as short Amazing. as possible <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah wow what a journey how incredible yeah and it sounds like yeah it sounds like you kind of developed your own style of working with horses over the years just spending so much time out in nature with them but could you uh, give us a little bit of a picture as to what is your training approach or philosophy with horses well my opinion is like um i think the the biggest problem for most people i think is just like we overthink every situation so a horse is always going to mm. respond to emotions so if you if you're going to approach a horse with your mind it's always just a little bit strange for a horse you know it's going to take some distance because often it's just something they don't understand so for me the key is just like how to be present in in the moment without overthinking like every situation of course such kind of stuff it's always really easy to say 
uh, it's really difficult in the beginning to really, uh, uh, how to say? Um, to put it into practice. Yeah, yeah, put it into practice. So my opinion is just like it's some kind of, uh, I think it's impossible if you, if you, if you're going to go to horses and you can only just be in the moment if you are around horses, because you will never, never go to the deep point to really connect with them on a deeper level. Because the problem is if you go back into the car and you go back into daily life, all the, all the memories or just all the thoughts are just going to come back. So it's going to be, it's really some, um, just think how I can explain it in a better way. I think it's just like something you have to achieve in no matter what kind of situation, just to, mm-hmm. just to be present, just to be present in the moment. Yeah, Normally yeah, I was so- going to say something. <laughs> Normally I was going to say something else, but I lost a little bit of my sentence. But I even think even later on in the, in the interview, it's going to, I think I'm, it's going to come back. Yeah, no, that sounds good. And I'm sure we'll touch on other things related to kind of your approach with horses and in life in general. But it sounds like your approach really is being mindful, being present. And it sounds like also you can't be mindful and present if you're with your horse, if you're not also mindful and present in other areas of your life as well. Sounds like for you, they're kind of not separate things. Is Mm -hmm. that right? Yeah, completely. It's true. It's really just, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's, you really have to find your, and that's also something like in the future, with the future plan I want to do now is like, a, I think the, the biggest problem for most people actually, they, they, they don't have a, they don't have, they don't find their purpose in, in their personal life, you know, they don't have some kind of goal. So what's, what's the problem for most people? They're going to, they're going to search, you know, some people are going to search like inner calmness, they do it meditation some people do yoga some people gonna gonna approach horses because you know horse is gonna be the mirror if you think too much you know it's gonna create distance so so those kind of things can be really nice for a certain kind of moment when you're in the moment you know when you're doing the exercise but then once again the problem is if you finish the meditation the yoga or working with horses or no matter what kind of thing you're doing and you go once again back in the car and you drive back to your uh, daily life everything is just going to come back you know so if if you if you don't have your if you don't find your your purpose your, your goal in life and you're not following your your really your, your instincts it's at, at my opinion i think it's almost impossible actually to find some kind of inner peace uh so the yeah yeah, that's, yeah, no, <laughs> I lost. I'm, just, I'm just a bit kind of uh, speechless <laughs> in a way because like it, you're taking it to that next level in terms of, yeah, connecting the dots between self-development and connecting with horses. It's really, yeah, I think other people have mentioned that on the podcast as well, but it just sounds like for you it's so intertwined and it sounds like that your, your real passion now, and we've already discussed this kind of off air as well, as well is helping people find their purpose in life too. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what direction you're going in now? Yes. So the, the thing is, uh, so now with the, I think at, I work with horses for about eight, eight or 10 years, I think anyway, on, on a professional way. So uh, they really taught me a lot and was a really good experience. Uh, I've learned how to deal with people, with, with horses, with animals, um, also just with difficult situations. 
but the problem is just like if you if you if you only work with horses, you're only also gonna reach people who are just gonna work with the horses. So I think to be honest, it's uh, a little bit. I think it's a little bit small. I don't want to be like. A, I think it's you just you you reach too small a small group of people. So I think if now we can get out of the the horse, let us say industry, I don't know how to say it in a different word. Then I can, yeah, right. then I can, then I can be able to reach way more people uh, on a different way. So now that's also a little bit the thing what I'm gonna do now with the with the podcast, uh, not with the podcast, with the with the platform we're gonna launch uh, in about a week, in a week or two. Uh, on the platform, I'm just gonna explain people, okay, because. Uh, what did I do when I was a young kid? How did I get to the horses? What did horses taught me? Uh, but then also I'm going to explain more about the future plan and what's going to be then the future plan is to um, buy buy like a really nice uh, setting, like a really nice building with a lot of uh, ground around, but just to bring people together to find their own uh, purpose again. So these days, more and more you see like, I don't know how it is in Australia, but I think in Europe, you see more and more people do such kind of stuff, which of course is very nice. But the problem sometimes is that you, they do it a little bit on an alternative kind of way. And that's sometimes mm-hmm. kind of dangerous. You know, if you are too alternative, I don't think it's a really good thing. But if you're going to be too much on the other side, it's also not a good thing. So you have to find a balance in between. So the thing is, if you're going to bring people together, it's going to be... Uh, about food or nutritionists, I think in uh, in English, but it's yep. also going to be yep. with medicine. It's going to be with doctors. It's going to be with a yoga teacher. It's going to be with people who can are able to work with horses. Uh, so it's really going to be uh, a setup with really a lot of other people, because my opinion is also like, uh, for me personally, my opinion is like every disease that can happen to a person or even to an animal it always has some kind of uh, it has some kind of a, I don't know how to say it in English it has a reason you know if you if you're mentally unstable in some some kind of subject of your life often you're going to create some kind of disease so the place is going to be mm-hmm. a place where you can prevent diseases but also if it's already too late that you can still go to the doctor you can still go to the osteopath or you can you know it's it's yeah. going to be a little bit yeah like uh, a really holistic approach holistic yeah but uh, yeah holistic yeah yeah just every everybody together you're just doing his, his 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 thing yeah that's that's really nice i can't wait to see your dream come into fruition just backtracking a little bit to the horse side of things again can you mm-hmm. tell us and i'm sure this relates to you know, personal development and mindfulness and being in the moment. Can you tell us what has been your happiest horse memory? Uh, for me, there are many kind of nice memories, but I think one of the most beautiful ones is like, uh, is with, I had before I had the Arabic stallion. Uh, it was not just my, my personal horse. And uh, I think if you ride horses, you can do it on many ways. You have different different kind of disciplines and stuff, but if you just, let us say the basics, just like the beginners. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna ride a horse, often you can you sit on the horse. If you want to go to the left, you're gonna pull with your left hand on the rein. If you want to go to the right, the right. Stop is pulling with your both hands. It's just a really really basics. Then you have people who go to a little bit to the next level. 
they're gonna ride the horse on body weight yeah so that's already much more advanced even for some people this is already kind of mm. difficult because if you're already too stiff and you're not flexible in the hips and everything else mm. it's already kind of difficult yes absolutely then we can go to the third level and that's often already for most people kind of difficult if you're really really good in the moment and you also have a really good horse because that's also a really important thing if you have a good connection going on in between you and your horse then it can even happen if you just even think to go to the left if you even think to go to the right mm. that the horse will just follow your instinct and you will just also go to the left which of course is already a really nice experience but only then once once in my life i had an experience with my stallion I was riding outside just in the fields and on a given moment my personality my, my own way of being didn't exist anymore my horse his personality he doesn't it didn't exist neither anymore it was just such an unbelievable experience like you, you we just became like the mythological figures like a centaur yes you know we just became something else it was unbelievable maybe it was only for 15 20 seconds it was not so long but it was it was just unbelievable it's like you don't even have to think to go to the left you know i was just even even now when i'm speaking to you even if the video doesn't function when i'm talking i move with my hands yeah. you know yeah. there's not even a single second there was not even a second single second in between my movements it was just the same i wanted to go to the left so i went to the left with four feet when I was going for a trot, I just went for a trot. It was, yeah, I don't even know how to explain on a, on a proper way, but it was just unbelievable. The thing is, so the thing is, it's, it was just only once at the moment, once of a lifetime experience. And I think then the most difficult part of most people, as well as for me, is if you, if you want to happen or if you want to achieve that kind of uh, feeling once again, then I'm, almost 100 percent sure it's never going to happen again because once you want you want to achieve something often you just you just create the opposite you know you just push it away yeah so maybe that's what i'm thinking if if i'm gonna if i'm gonna get more and more connected with myself and get more and more in the moment with myself then maybe when i'm 60 years old maybe when i'm 70 80 years old maybe i can even achieve to ride my horse in that such kind of way like every day Every, every, every moment when I get on a horse, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm able to connect such kind of way. Mm -hmm. And even if, you, if you, even if you think about it, my horse, in that kind of moment, he was, he was able to connect with me because I was able to connect with him. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the position of a horse? They're always just, they're always just waiting. They're always connected such kind of way. They're just waiting for us how to connect on the same kind of level. So if if you if you start really realizing such kind of things, and the way how you're gonna approach a horse, the way you're gonna ride a horse, it's gonna be just completely different because then you're gonna really understand the sensitivity, the 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 the, the way they are present in the moment is just such a big difference. It's it's just undescribable. Un, un, I think that's the word. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's I think that's really for me at the moment um, one of the most beautiful moments I had with horses anyway. Oh my goodness, Matt! I am just in awe of what you're saying, and I feel like our listeners and myself included, 
we are on that, that uh, I guess, journey to achieve what you have just described. And it's interesting you mentioned like the more you want it and like try and pursue that, the more you kind of push it away. And I felt that in my own journey mm-hmm. as well, like the more badly you want something, it's like you are forcing it away. But as soon as you let go and just allow and connect with yourself, connect with your horse, things happen a lot more easily i mean uh, i'm not at that mm-hmm. level that you're at with what you what i've seen in that video of oh, you and that oh. horse i mean can you with that 15 seconds that you had with that horse just being one was that the same horse in the video can you tell us a bit more about that particular horse and no it's another yeah it's because it's, <laughs> it looks no like it's, that even, kind it's, of even, it's even another it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> no. but even you know the, the video that's most well known that's that's with my my mare. It's like an uh, Anglo Arabic horse. Yes. Uh, so she's still she's she's still alive. She's still uh, still with me. Uh, so really, we also have a beautiful connection. But it's 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 really really nice connection. But it's not it's not the same as with the other experience with the other experience. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can also I can ride a horse. You know, if you just think often to go to the left or the right, it happens quite often that we just you know. But then once again, it's not the 15, 20 seconds uh, experience. It was just yeah, something unique. Yeah. But then once again, you know, we, we come to the same point. It's, I think such kind of stuff is only possible if you really, if you really just like, if you wake up in the morning and you can really trust your instinct and follow your intuition like during the whole day. Otherwise, it's impossible to achieve such kind of stuff. Mm. So if you, if you imagine, if you wake up in the morning, and you know, ah, today then I have to go to work. There's something you don't really like to do and stuff. You already you already lose more and more than half half of your your energy just wasting to something that's not even necessary. Mm. You know, so that that that's that's the whole goal for me. That's what I try to explain to people when I gave clinics. Yeah, horses can teach you many many things, hundred percent sure. But if you don't adjust those things in daily life. But you never, I think you're never going to achieve the real, the real, real deep connection with the horse. It's never going to happen. It's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like, Matt, what I'm gathering from you is like, if you're not kind of congruent with your energy and your intention and like staying true to yourself, you, you can't ever experience that level of connection that you so beautifully demonstrate through your videos with your horses is that sort of mm-hmm. on the right track there yeah, yeah i think so i think so and, it, and to be honest in the beginning it is it is really difficult you know because from a young age you know we for most people you know you just if, you, if you're living daily life like especially if you go to the big city or something else everything you know it's just everything is done with the mind you know you have to think about this you have to think about this you have to take care of this you so it's really, really difficult in the beginning to just, you know, start feeling again, like what's what's the good choice? Yeah. Most people that just they make a choice with the mind, but you can also really just make a choice with your body. And it's not even it's not even a joke. For me, for instance, if I say, OK, today I'm, I'm going to do this, that sometimes it just I just feel in my body is just it's getting it's getting stuck or it doesn't feel super anymore. You know, it's so it's really just making choices with your uh, with your instinct it's such a huge difference mm. but then once again it's a it's it's i think such kind of stuff you have to do you have to learn just with really really small little steps 
to give to give a little example uh like in the beginning i just uh, told you when i was uh, guiding people to the fields and i was i led a, a lot of horses and then uh i always get different different kind of tracks but it was one track i often crossed like a, a pasture and for some kind of reason i was already passing there for maybe over a year maybe one year and a half and one day i was crossing the pasture and i was thinking you know it's, it's just standing empty uh maybe i just have to search for the owner and just ask if i also can rent it as extra i think it can add some extra value have some more fields and then you know but then uh i was guiding the people go back home uh and then like always you know you start thinking about the situation you say like ah oh, but you know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna get the field and you know extra expenses mm -hmm. you have to take care of the field you know it's it's also extra responsibility and stuff so that's always that's typical the mind you know oh you know you want to you want to keep it safe but then i i remember the feeling i had when i was just standing next to the pasture it was a really nice good strong feeling so i decided to trust trust my instinct so what did i do i was searching for the guy if i was able to rent the field i found the guy and he just said to like oh if you want you can you can even just you can just use use the field you don't even you don't even have to pay the rent so can you imagine the, the the big difference in between or i can make a choice with my mind and just probably just make it myself difficult because you know if not enough fields yeah. or you can just trust your instinct and then just doors open up and that's just like one small example which you gain you, you gain some confidence in trusting your own feelings and you take it to the next level you take it to the next level so that's something you just learn learn learn, learn by just learn by doing yeah amazing. And to be honest and that's also a, a, a little thing so you just start growing and growing so for instance i have a really strong feeling now at the moment that i can develop myself more on a on a different kind of way so for that kind of situation i had to stop horses at least for for a little while most people that they, they don't understand the situation i'm in i'm at at the moment because they say oh you know you can you can help out a lot of people you can travel to many countries you know you also make kind of some good money you know so why why would you even stop such kind of stuff and take a risk to start something new mm. so that's just the same it's just because i have the feeling i have to do such kind of stuff you know it's it's just that's the only thing it's just my instinct and i know i learned so far that when i trust my instinct it just doors open up in much bigger ways than it was even possible before so in the beginning once again it maybe scares you to take such kind of choices but once if you have more experience and more knowledge about such kind of stuff which the 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 the, 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 uh, the uh, scare being scared i don't know about the fear? Uh, being afraid yeah being afraid of such kind of situation it doesn't happen anymore you have much more confidence you have much more faith you have much more just knowledge it's just knowledge yeah that's just that's just one of the basic rules of life it's just such a simple mm. it's just such a simple thing and once you achieve such kind of stuff then you know you can learn more stuff and more stuff and more stuff it just keeps going doesn't stop yeah wow okay so if some of our listeners are listening and going oh my gosh i would love to be able to do that but i have no idea how to even 
hear my intuition or trust my intuition or work out what it what my gut is trying to tell me what sort of tips and advice would you have for them I mean I know you've got the whole platform coming up but could you just give us a little insight a little tip to help us follow our intuition yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a really good question. That's also, yeah, that's also one of the reasons, of course, why I'm going to do the platform because you have to explain it on on different kind of ways for different kind of person. Yes. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's like I'm saying, it's just, you, you have to start really with just the basic, basic choices, like really basic choices. Like if you... I'm um, thinking how to give some kind of example. So even as basic um, as, okay, um, I feel like I want to maybe do some work with my horse or maybe I want to go and do some exercise. Could you start with a simple decision like that? Of course. Yeah, that's a really, that's a good example. That's a really good example. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that, that's also one of the things, of course, a horse is even going to show you, to be honest, that's even the perfect example. Because for, if you, if you, that's, that's also often one of the biggest problems. Mm-hmm. If you, if you have a job, which you're not so happy about, you have a kind of a rough day, you know, and it's, everything is kind of, kind of difficult that day. And you arrive with the horses and you say, okay, now today I'm really, you know, I'm just going to enjoy. So I, I'm in the mood for riding. You know, mm-hmm. which is kind of normal because you just have a really rough day and you want to, you know, do something nice. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's just a good moment for the horse, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, 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 that's you know, with, with your mind, you're going to make a choice to ride a horse. But then probably you're going to break some kind of connection in between both because maybe for him, it was not for him or her, it was not a good moment. Yeah. But if you are able to listen, and just to see, okay, what's my, what does my horse want at the moment? And actually, what do I also want in the moment? Mm. Because, you know, you could say, I'm, I, want, I want to ride, but do you really want to ride? Or is it just if you, or, you, or do you really just want to be calm at the moment? You know, have the good connection. So if you, if you make a choice to ride, I just already told you before, probably just going to lose some connection. But if you're able to listen, then you will see that's going to be such a huge difference for your horse, also just for you. And yeah, that's just how you that's how you learn. And then you try to do the same in daily life. You know, if you wake up, just try to listen to uh, to your feelings. Yeah. Wow. That's it's so interesting that you mentioned that because often in my lessons and when I'm teaching people with horses, I'm encouraging students to think about their horses' needs and what they are feeling in that moment. But I suppose I don't put a whole lot of emphasis on the humans. That's really interesting that you say that. Like, what are we feeling in that moment? What do we need rather than, you know, what do we want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. And it's, it's always, it's kind of difficult. Mm. But then, uh, yeah, once again, once you, and the, I always try to, I always try to, develop myself much more in such kind of situations to to give like another some kind of example i think about a half a year ago so i had like a riding stable in belgium but then because of i was going to quit the horse and stuff so uh, i sold the the riding stable so then i have some friends who are living in the in the south of france uh, where i'm I'm staying now at the moment Mm -hmm. Uh, so i was able to put my horses with them so I was thinking, okay, so I can make a choice or I can rent like a trailer and I can just do the whole uh, road just with the, with the car. 
or I can just make it some kind of adventure and just, you know, go on foot. So I decided to just take my two horses, uh, take my backpacks and the whole stuff together with my dog. And uh, so we moved from Belgium uh, to normal. The goal was to go to the south of France. And the thing is, so even even if I if I walk outside, even with every decision, it maybe sounds kind of strange for some people, but if you if you the first kind of section, the whole way out of Belgium, I did without a compass and without the map. It was just on my instinct. Wow. <laughs> so if you if you walk and you go on a section on the left or the right, and I'm not joking, I just follow my instinct. And I just sometimes I go to the left, sometimes I go to the right. And you can just sometimes you can feel like okay, the direction is gonna go to the right, but sometimes you just have some kind of feeling, oh man, I some kind of reason I have to go to the left. So you take the the exit to the left, and then often some always beautiful things happen. You know, I go to the left, you go to you see a beautiful region, and then often you meet also really nice people, you know. So then you get invited by other people, you have a drink, you know, it's just because you're making good choices. Yeah. And so then yeah, it was just, you know, so you learn more and more about trusting your instincts. It was yeah, good experience. Taught me a lot and you just get stronger and yeah. more connected with yourself. It sounds like you've had a lot of practice at trusting your intuition, following that through the horses, which is pretty cool. And I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts on what you think makes a happy horse. I think a happy horse, uh, I think a happy horse is a horse that's been, been understood by other by people, or you know, especially by people. Depends, depends what kind of context, what kind of situation. If you of course, if you have a wild horse. Uh, Mustang or something, just living his life in the herd, of course, that's going to be a completely different situation. Yeah. But if you're talking about the horse being in the surrounding by people, a happy horse is, I think, it's a horse that's being understood by, by, the, by the persons around him. Mm. I think that's, what's just, just, that's just the key. Because that's, that's just the same for, for people. I think, you know, if, you, if you're being a person and you don't feel understood by other people, it's just the most horrible feeling that exists, you know. Yeah. But if you, if you have a good friend, only only if it's only just one nice good friend who just, you know, sometimes you can just talk to him and just speak it out can be just such a nice feeling. And that's just the same with the horse. Sometimes also a horse just needs to release some kind of stuff, you know. But if you always push your own uh, goals and your own, you know, it's just such an annoying thing. Mm. It must be. I think it must be so horrible for horses. And if you really think, if you really start understanding such kind of stuff, to be honest, I think it's even crazy that horses are still so nice with people. Yeah. You know, if you really think about it, it's unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah. Um... Just, just the, the, the really... The, the really strong horses, I'll say the difficult horses, mm. what people say, the, you know, the, but those kind of horses, personally, of course, I prefer because they have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, they, if they're not happy, they will show you. Yeah. For, for me, that's, that's really interesting. But then for some other people, you know, it's a bit too much. Yeah, depends, or like an inconvenience person. or, you know, they'd rather them just not show that behavior, even if they were feeling a bit uncomfortable or worried about something. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, you've spoken a lot about following your intuition and finding your purpose and being mindful, but is there anything else that you wish that horse owners would do differently? And of course, you know, learning to understand their horses as well. Uh, it's difficult to say because yeah, there are many situations. It's, it's kind of difficult to say, but uh the, the key, like we'd also spoke about before, is just, you know, if, if people are able just to stop overthinking a situation, yeah. it would be so helpful. It's such a big difference. But it's, of course, it's one of the most difficult things for, 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 for a person. So it's very easy to say. Yeah. 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 And but, yeah. could you tell us who have been your most influential mentors with horses? Um, so from in the beginning, uh, it was difficult to say. I still remember like my, my, when my father was just, you know, when we were still young, my father, my father always liked like, uh, Klaus Ferdinand Hempfling. Uh, I don't know so much about him. I don't know where he lives. I think it, I think it's Denmark. Uh, so I think he really has a lot of really nice stuff. Klaus but then when I was just Klaus Hempfling, mm-hmm. yeah. But then, uh, so when I when I when I was going back to the horses when I was eighteen, nineteen, I uh, I really for some kind of reason reason I always had a really strong feeling that was I was I was I, I was not strong enough even to to look at other people what they were doing because I just felt like if I'm going to do such kind of stuff, I'm going to lose my own approach with horses because that's that's what it's all about you know and i even tried it once i think i went back to the horses did some kind of stuff with them for you know just going for walks and uh, just taking it easy and then uh one day i took one of the books of my dad and it was of Klaus Ferdinand Hempfling and i was looking at one of the pages uh saying oh you know he's doing this and this and then so i go to the horse uh, to one of my horses and uh you know just see you know see what he was doing and it it didn't work at all. <laughs> it was really, really not working at all. And it doesn't mean like he's doing a bad job, not at all. But it was just because I was copying something from someone else. And for me, that does, it doesn't function. So it's not even possible. So I, I think for maybe, I don't know, three years, four years or something, I didn't, for, I'm not joking, I didn't look anything from someone else. Mm-hmm. I only just did my own stuff. I never took any lessons. I never did anything with someone else. I just focused on my own stuff and just see like okay what you know what what can they teach me you know so that's that's i think that's the the key yeah. but then after three or four years i you know i had some more not i had some more knowledge i have some more experience and stuff so then i then i started looking at some more other people and then uh yeah so once again i think Klaus van Hempfling has a lot of nice stuff mm-hmm. uh but then for some kind of reason i think changed a little bit now so i think when he was still young that's really one of the people i say okay that's that's a guy who, who would like to meet not even just to talk about horses but just life in general you know can be a really beautiful experience but the feeling now changed for some kind of reason i never saw him but i, I, heard, I heard some kind of stories but it doesn't mean it's always true mm-hmm. but for me now at the moment it's not really necessary anymore okay and then uh, from the other people, I really like also uh, Frédéric Pignon, yes. uh, the Frenchman. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I've got Klaus, one of Klaus Hempfling's books and also Frederick Bignon's um, book. I think it's called uh, Gallop to Freedom. Yes. Um, so, yes, I'm a big yeah. fan of him as well. Uh, before you tell us more about him, mm -hmm. could you tell us uh, which book you were referring to of Klaus Hempfling's, even though it didn't necessarily work for you? Or do you remember? Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I, I, after three or four years, I read them all, but I've I've no idea. Okay. <laughs> I I think I think I read them all. I think I read them all. But anyway, it's I don't know. I don't know, know the titles. So I don't know. Uh, I'm really bad with names. That's okay. I have a good memory, a lot of stuff, but I don't know the name. But yeah, of course, if you just look him up, you can find on the yes, yeah, see all the books. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you were talking about Frederick. Yeah, and also yeah, with Frederick, I think he he has something special, you know just the way how he is you can just see like and also if he works with horses in liberty you can just feel like they are really more free than than other people that work with horses in liberty that's my opinion that's what i see at least and also if i it happens sometimes it happened when i went to some kind of place where i was going to give a clinic that also uh, Frederic Pignot also went to those people so then of course i'm also interested like okay how is the guy you know <laughs> how is he doing and then that and then, of course, they tell me some stories about him. And then I think it's really nice. It's it's really, it's very beautiful. If, if, if he does some kind of show, uh, so also with other people, if you make a show, often it's really, it's 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 trained. Uh, I don't know how to say trained in. I don't know. Uh, it's really exercise. Just repeat, repeat, yeah, repeat. Like so for a horse, it just becomes an exercise. Yeah. yeah. So you can just see some kind of magic. It already, it's already gone. That's mm -hmm. just my opinion. And I think with him, it's of course he has some kind of exercises, for sure. Yeah. But also a lot of things is, if if the horses that run away, he's gonna improvise, and that's beautiful because yeah. you can do such kind of stuff if you if you're being alone, you know, no people watching. It's one thing, but if you are able to do it with really a hundred hundred of people, even more people around. And you still have so much confidence just to improvise. That's yeah. it's beautiful. It's really, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I did read that in his book as well, that the performances aren't necessarily uh, scripted or rehearsed. I mean, of course, there are certain maneuvers or whatever that they've practiced, but it's all very much like they go with the flow and kind of work with the horses and what they're wanting to show on the night, which is really amazing when you think about it. And it was interesting. It's beautiful. Yeah. And earlier you were talking about, you know, how you read a bit of Klaus's book and then you went out to try and practice and it just didn't work because you were trying to copy and it was kind of blocking you. And I think it's really interesting because we you kind of got to have this balance between learning the theory, learning the practical and also trusting your intuition and what feels right for you and kind of working out your own style of working with horses how how would you what sort of what sort of advice do you have for people who are kind of trying to balance those two like wanting to learn from someone but also feeling like oh but i need to trust myself and how can heal because you know i guess some people they well a lot of people still need that help and coaching and guidance what's your advice around that but mm -hmm. well, i think i think the biggest problem for most people is just they are they are too afraid to make mistakes you know, everything starts just with, with that simple thing. Like, even even 
give often give the example because yeah, I would just give, to give the example. Let us say if you if you for a lot of people, if you're let us say 40, 40 years old or 50 years old, for instance, they when they when they when they were just being a child, you know, they're gonna ask for a horse to the parents, but of course it's not gonna happen because it's gonna be too expensive. Uh, you know, it's just too much work, it's not gonna happen. Afterwards, when you become older, you know, when you're just young, you don't have enough money yourself to buy for a horse or you just yeah, don't have the knowledge. So it doesn't function either. Mm. Then probably you're going to meet with your with your husband or with your wife. Uh, you will have some children. So it's also not the moment yet. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? And when you when you're but I'm just saying for, you know, just some kind of group of people yeah. when they become 40 or, you know, 50 or something. Then they finally, after so many years, they are able to have to have the money and to have the time to buy a horse. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine after so many years waiting, 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 and finally your dream is just standing in front of you. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to mess it up. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're going to read a book from him. You're going to read a book for her. You're going to, you know, follow lessons there. And, and then you have so much knowledge. Yes. Because he's going to say like this, he's going to say, it's always different. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. It's always, always going to be some basic rules are going to be the same, yeah. but still the most approaches are still a little bit different. So what are, so then you have to make a choice to who have to do, who do I have to follow? <laughs> because also you don't have knowledge. So you don't know, you know, who do you have to pick? Yeah. It's just so confusing, oh, you know, yeah. and then they get too afraid to, to approach a horse. What, what do I need to do with this and do with this? And then, it's just horrible it's just a horrible horrible experience yeah so that's what i'm saying i think in the beginning my opinion that's what i always try to explain people mm -hmm. if you just buy a horse of course you have to know maybe some kind of basic rules but first in the beginning just be just to be present you know even if you, if you just go to the field just try to feel a little bit like how are they doing you know or, you know just just to get some kind of connection a little vanilla you know you, you will start to have some more knowledge and then maybe afterwards you can start reading a little bit from him or for her but don't start with such kind of stuff it's really dangerous and even then i think that's one of the biggest uh, advices i can maybe give to people even if you work with horses if you make a mistake it's not a bad it's not a problem it doesn't matter. It's not a big problem. If you're going to make the same mistake twice, it's still fine. Not a problem. If you're going to make the same mistake three times, then you have to, then you have to think because, you know, then, then you have to be careful. If you're going to make the same mistake four times, then, of course, you're going to create a bad habit or just some kind of difficulty, which is kind of normal. Mm -hmm. But if you just try once, twice, and you say, ah, it's not working with, with, for me or just for my horse, mm -hmm. then you just try something else. Give it a try, give it two tries. It doesn't function, it's fine. Just try something else. Yeah. It's not a problem to make mistakes. It's not a problem. Just try. And that's that's how I learned. I make thousands of mistakes. You cannot even imagine. <laughs> but it's nice for me because that's how I that's 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 how I learned how 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 I how I can do it on a proper way, at least for me. And that's also the way how I can now explain people. Yeah. Because if I see people making you know, some kind of mistakes. And I say, ah, oh, I've been to the same thing. So it's more easy for me to explain, okay, you know, I understand what you're doing. I know where it's, where it's coming from, but maybe try this or this in this kind of situation. Yeah. I think that's really, really important thing.
And also, and that's that's one more thing, and that's really important for people to know. Once, if, if you work with a horse, and it's even just also in life, if you work with a horse and the horse is teaching you something, you know, you learn some kind of lesson, you know, how to approach in a different kind of way, and you know, once you taught or once you integrated a lesson, then there is no more way way going back, you know. So if yes. if 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 you know if you have a horse in the field and you know you're gonna do something wrong, but still you're gonna be just some kind of you're gonna be a little bit stubborn because you know you don't have time or you do some kind of reason and you still continue and your horse knows that you know how you do it on a better way, that's <laughs> the worst thing you can do for a horse. Mm. It's, then you just create a really, really bad situation. And to be honest, that's just the same in life. If you have some kind of life lessons, you know how to deal in some kind of situations and still for some kind of reason, you don't 100% sure, at least in my life. And I also watched often around with people around me. It's just the same. If you don't follow the, the, the life lesson you integrated before, some situation is going to happen to teach you again. Okay, just to remind you, don't forget such kind of, uh, I don't know how to say, uh, life lessons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything you're saying is relatable I, and you're just speaking so much truth. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's, really, it's really good to hear. And I think it's one of the most common things I hear people say, especially my students, they say, I'm so worried about messing it up. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to ruin my horse. And it's like, I wish I could just lift that mm -hmm. uh, kind of limiting belief off of them because you're going to make mistakes. Like that's just a part of the journey. And you kind of need to accept mm -hmm. that if you're, if you're going to progress because you're never going to be able mm -hmm. to avoid um, making mistakes with horses because it's just an, an inevitable part of the learning process. For sure. It's just the way it is. I would love to hear a mistake that you've made with horses that you would no longer do. Could you? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the most valuable lessons. It's also kind of a long story. <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> so I, I was also, uh, so I had my small mare was always riding, you know, without the reins and without the saddle and stuff, which is, you know, if, if you start with such kind of stuff, it's because often also a lot of people, you know, they, they tell me like, oh, you know, you're out without the helmet and stuff. And to be honest, that's really something also very important to explain. For me, wearing a helmet, you know, if I, for instance, if I do a clinic, you know, I always I will trust my instinct and my feeling. You know, sometimes I do a clinic and people say, oh, you know, it's, it's a really dangerous horse. You know, it's just being, you know, difficult, difficult to ride him and stuff. And I can just feel now that, you know, just there was just something else going on, mm. you know. So I trust the horse and I just get on without any trouble. Not a problem, problem at all. And sometimes I go to a clinic and people say, oh, you know, it's just a, such a nice horse, you know. It, if maybe some little issues sometimes, but it's kind of okay. And I just feel like, no, <laughs> I'm never going to get on this kind of horse, you know? So I always try to trust my feeling. Yeah. So if I'm going to ride my horses, I really, before I do some kind of stuff, I need to be 100%. You never can, you never can be 100% sure. But as close to 100% sure, I know I'm keeping it safe. And I'm just, you know... Uh, so if people... 
tell me the question, oh, you know, it's kind of unsafe riding a horse without the helmet and stuff. To be honest, you know, for me, it's kind of okay. And even I, you know, I, I'm going completely away of the subject okay. I, want to, <laughs> I want to talk about, but you know, still, I'm just going to continue. <laughs> so even if I put a helmet on my head, you know, for some kind of reason, for me, for me personally, it doesn't function. I feel, I feel limited. It's like I already prevent that something is gonna happen. It's for me, it's it's just not possible. It's a, and I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say to people you, you you have to stop wearing helmet. Not at all. If you feel much more comfortable, of course you have to wear a helmet. You know. But for me personally, it 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 just it just blocks me. It's for some kind of reason it doesn't function. Because once again, you need to have confidence. I have a lot of confidence in me. I have a lot of confidence in my horse. But I also have a lot of confidence in my life. You know, I'm 100% sure everything has some kind of reason, has some kind of purpose. And that's now I'm gonna, how I'm going to go to my next point. So, for instance, also when I'm going to start riding a horse, you know, without a saddle or without the reins, of course, I'm not just going to hump on a horse and just go outside. <laughs> that would be just crazy. You take a big risk. So you just start in the arena, you know, first without the saddle. If it functions nice, you can maybe, you know, do it with a leg rope. And then afterwards, if you feel comfortable without the neck open, you step by step. Then afterwards, you go outside. You go, you know, in the region you, you know very well, just on the, also where the horse feels nice and comfortable. Of course, if you want to, if you want to do such kind of stuff, because it doesn't need to happen. But for me, it's just important to also go outside because it just, it gives me more knowledge about myself. And it, it just teaches me how to be more in the moment and just to be more, yeah, just to, just to teach me more confidence. Mm. So you go always go outside on the on the small uh, in between the fields, you know, little by little, and then till one day, you know, you go. Yeah, I'm not even. I'll still explain because probably some people won't agree, but that's just how it is. Just explain how I do it. So I always I know my region very well. So if you I go in the fields and there is like one small little road, you know, let us say maybe maybe four or five of course pause during the day you know so it's never gonna happen you know so i'm walking towards the road and i'm being, being calm i'm in the moment and even if i'm not even thinking the situation too much you know like oh maybe a car is gonna pass by what's gonna happen i can't control my mind kind of okay i say so i was not thinking too much but there was just some kind of feeling in my stomach you know mm -hmm. i was just getting a little bit stiff and just turning around and my horse was walking quicker <laughs> and going quicker and quicker you yeah. know so that's that's the whole that's the whole thing you know then then you have to be able to once again be present be in the moment and just control your emotions mm -hmm. and when you are able to just be calm again trip the horses they calm down and there's not a problem you know so when i achieve such kind of little road and i try to go to the next level and you know just build it up so if if i ride a horse without anything and I do it maybe even 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 in a in a in an area that's more crowded or it's not to show off to people, not at all even. Mm -hmm. It's just to show it's just to test my own my own way of being. Because even if I made a video with my mirror, you know, I was I was even thinking, ah oh, man, so I, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna cross the street without the reins and without the saddle and stuff, without the you know, without the helmet, mm. it's gonna be too much for people, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be too much uh people saying bad stuff and you know but then once again i was thinking that's just who i am i don't want to show off it's just 
I just want to show what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't, and to be honest, I don't care so much what other other people saying. It's just just the way it is. Mm. Boom. So now I'm getting to the point <laughs> of your question. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so <laughs> I have the experience. You know, I know I know how it goes, and that's that's also one of the subjects we talked about before. I integrated some life lessons. You know, I know how it goes. I know how it functions. I know I just have the experience. One day I was working with another horse and also made a video. I don't know if you saw it, like it was a difficult horse before. And uh, and then afterwards, you know, I work with her and then I, I also ride her without the reins and without the saddle. And uh, uh. so uh, at that moment, I was also uh, training some horses in like a really really nice uh stable you know for jumping horses and uh because i think if you if you if you are calm and being present in the moment to even train a horse you can do it really easy and really quickly but that's also not for this kind of question but anyway so i was going at the uh, arena uh, uh training the horses because you know it goes kind of quick mm -hmm. and then the guy was saying saying to me like oh i saw your video uh, when you go outside, you know, with the, without the reins and the saddle, it's, it's very nice, but you know, it's, it's just walking, you know, it's just trotting, it's just doing some simple stuff. It would be nice if you could do such kind of stuff, you know, even if it's a bit dressage or. Uh... <laughs> and I was thinking, I just bought the horse, much. Like, uh, uh, Spanish. <laughs> yeah. But then I, <laughs> I just bought the horse, like a, a Spanish stallion. I still have him. Um, and that was the purpose actually to do more like the dressage also at liberty or with him you know mm -hmm. but that was going to be the future plan but I, I didn't have enough time at that moment so uh so i just i just finished a difficult horse because she was really difficult in the beginning i calmed her down i was able also to right, just without the saddle without the reins going outside everything was fine and then i was thinking you know maybe if i can make a video maybe you can do you know some things extra you know like uh, some side steps and so you know so what happens i adjusted to someone else the worst thing you can do <laughs> so what happens i go outside you know i was thinking okay i have to make i have to practice a bit more i have to do this i have to do this and so i was getting too much in my mind you know if you get too much in your mind because you want to achieve something if you want to prove something to someone else you're gonna lose the connection with the horse just the way it is, just 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 normal. Yeah. So I go outside, go for a little walk, and uh, going on the road, and I, with, with the horse, I already passed so many pastures with so many horses. She never moved an inch. She was so calm, just so relaxed, and for some kind of reason, on that kind of moment, I was walking outside, and there was crossing a pasture and there was a horse coming in a gallop and for some kind of reason she really just she get afraid and she took off mm -hmm. and then of course if you don't have the the reins if you don't have the saddle mm -hmm. you know if if a horse just really spooks then you can say whatever you want but it's you know if you if you if you're not on the countryside on a big pasture you don't it's, mm -hmm. sorry just some some things can happen so i jumped up the I jumped out of, of, of my horse. Mm -hmm. uh, she took off. She just ran back to the pasture. Yeah. Uh, so nothing happened. I was kind of okay. So straight away, I realized my mistake. You know, because yeah, just, uh, just, uh, just realized, okay, I adjusted to someone else, just the way it is. 
uh, have to go to the horse. Just we, we're not gonna do such kind of stuff anymore. No dressage, just the basic stuff. And then we're gonna just stop. Mm. I go back to the horse, and for some kind of reason, I had to start over from scratch. So it, before it was really one of the most difficult horses. I think it took me maybe two months or something to really get to the point to really have the, the knowledge to go outside in liberty. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's like reading a book. You read a book, you just finished, and you just snap with your fingers, and you just comp- you, you forgot the whole book. <laughs> you, you have to sc- start from scratch. That's what happened with the horse. So it took me another two months to achieve to get to the same point. Wow. For some kind of reason. I don't remember which one again. Another thing happened. Up. She forgot everything. And I have to go again for another two months. So in total, it took me about half a year to, to get to the same point. You cannot imagine how sometimes it could be have been frustrated. Because I knew that at the same time she knew. She, she knows how to do it. But it was just my mistake, you know. You know, I just did too too much, and it was just some kind of life lesson. It needs to happen two or three times to really, really understand that such kind of things doesn't need to happen again. Mm. So that's the answer to the question. That's one of my biggest mistakes. And to be honest, you cannot even say it's really a mistake mm. because you know it's just an opportunity to to learn. Yeah, that's I, that's how I try to see stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, to just before we wrap up the interview, I want to discuss a couple of things. The first one is, um, can you let us know a little bit about your platform that's coming up and how people can get on board with that in terms of is it an online thing? Where do they go? We're going to be releasing this podcast episode at the time of you launching the platform. So, yeah, can you just elaborate a little bit more on that and how people can get involved? Okay. Uh, uh, so, normally, the, the it's going to be uh, just a platform. I think if you're going to go, because it's almost almost finished and also mm. i can thank you uh, for helping me because <laughs> <laughs> you're helping with the platform so you know how it's how, how it's going yes so normally it's going to be just go to um what's how to say in english www right. then my name matthias Gersen. yes uh, and then you can just sign up you know it's going to be a three-month program uh where i just explain uh, just like in much more details uh, when what's happened when I was a young kid and like I told you before how did I get to the horses what did they taught me and I'm also explaining much more about the future plans you know what, like what's what's going to be the whole purpose afterwards mm-hmm. and also so it's going to be one meeting uh, once a week mm-hmm. uh, so people can ask questions so we can discuss um also the the yeah just the questions people are asking me and once a month we're gonna invite a special guest uh it depends you know it can be different kind of countries and just it's not only just about horses it's just going to be about life experiences amazing some some person who's been doing something really special or something can be much more uh can who can have a lot of value for other people we're gonna make an interview with them try to share with other people discuss about it and just yeah, just try to explain and just try to help people out with, uh, you know, just just try to explain people like it's not so difficult life. You know, it can be kind of easy. To be honest, it can be really, really, really easy even. 
You know, if you just, if you're able to stop your mind and just follow your instincts, you just have to go with the flow. Mm. The problem is if you don't know how it functions, if you don't have the confidence, it can be such a struggle. Like it's, it can be so, so difficult because you go just from one problem, you go to the other and just, so the whole goal is just to help people out to find their own purpose, find their own goal and just, yeah, make life a little bit more easy for me for people that would be that would be nice i love that matt the second part was going to be what is the one message that you'd like to leave our listeners with today but it, i feel like you kind of already answered that in what you just said oh. <laughs> and it's so nice like when you okay. say it can be so easy you know it's like a weight just comes off my shoulders when you say yeah. that so <laughs> thank you for sharing that do you have anything to say about <laughs> about that or what you'd like to leave our listeners with today but I think uh, I think I said everything. I really just want to thank you for uh, inviting me to the to my first podcast. <laughs> You're so welcome. This is your first podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my first podcast ever. And also to be good, to be honest, I think it's also even a good thing for people. I really, I really, really don't like technology or electronics. I think I've worked that <laughs> out about all, you know, already, Matt. <laughs> before we started this kind of. <laughs> Even with this podcast, you know what? She, Amelia sent she sent me a link. I have to sign up for the link. It doesn't function. It's typical. It's just 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 the way it is. Yeah. And even so, it's just something new for me. You know, I have to talk. In the beginning was with the video call, but then the internet doesn't function enough, so I have to cut the video call. But for me, it's in the beginning. It's it's even awkward. Is maybe a very big word, but it still feels a little bit strange to talk a person in front of a computer yes i know. <laughs> I think i just have to get stuff you know but it's just the same it doesn't it doesn't feel natural for me but it's just some boundary i just have to push away yeah you know like everything else you just 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 do it and just it's kind of it's gonna work out you know it's gonna be fine yeah so i just want to just i just want to thank you for uh, inviting me for this conversation and also for your help with the uh, with, with, the, with the platform you're so welcome matt thank you it's an absolute honor to have you on the show today we've all learned i'm sure our listeners have learned so much i know personally i've learned so much and so much wisdom and truth and what you've had to share on today's podcast not only to help people with their horses but also to help them in their personal development and i've said it before but horses and personal development they're basically the same thing so love everything that you've shared mm-hmm. with us today thank you again so much for joining me on Thank the you. Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast. I hope we can chat again soon and I'm really curious to join you in your for sure. in your program. So yeah, thank you again and hopefully thank you. Thanks for listening to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast. Make sure you hit the follow button so you get notified every time a new episode is released. And if you've learned even just one small thing from today's show, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or screenshot this episode and share it on social media. You can connect with me on Instagram at Amalia underscore horses or my website, AmaliaDempsey.com, where you can find free resources to help you on your horsemanship journey. That's all for today. Thanks for being here. Remember to train with kindness and ride with excellence, and I'll see you in the next episode. 